Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Suditi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and figuring out how to navigate the world. Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Welcome back to The Silent Lotus. Suhita, what's been the highlight of your week so far? Well, I feel like we end up talking about food in every episode of the podcast, regardless if there's <laughs> yeah. a question about it. But again, yeah. my highlight really does have to do with food. So like, I, th- mm. I think I've definitely mentioned this at some point or at many points, but I've been trying to cook a lot more like home food, as in like Indian food, mm-hmm. like South Indian food, like on my own. Um, yeah. Generally like calling my mom several times to like ask her how to do things. Um, but now mm-hmm. I actually have like I feel like my pantry basically has like all the ingredients that I'd ever need, minus like general like fruits, veg- like not fruits, vegetables, like whatever it might be. Sure. And so like yesterday it was super rainy and sad in Philly. Yeah. And so I really just wanted like comfort food, and for me comfort mm-hmm. food is rasam. Um, and so like oh, yeah. for anyone okay. who doesn't know what that is, basically rasam is like a very simple, simple soup that you eat with rice. And so, for example, the rasam that I made yesterday was called, like, danyal rasam. Danyal is, like, coriander seeds. Um, and so, literally, it's just onions, water, and a bunch of different spices. And it's mm. just, like, so, like, soothing. And it was perfect for, like, my scratchy throat and, like, the rain. And it actually came Aww. out really well. And most of the things I've been trying to make on my own have not come out well. So I was oh, really no. proud of myself. <laughs> so I would say that I'm was the highlight of, of my week. It was just very comforting and, like, pleasant. What about you? That I, of course, also have a food-related highlight. Of course. Um, my food-related highlight this week, also in the vein of, like, comforting things, to me, comfort is tea. Like, mm. I become, like, a heavy tea drinker. And um, one thing I discovered over the summer is that Earl Grey tea actually not only is nice to drink in, like, a London fog, which I've grown to love, but it's also really, I mean, baked goods. And so I made Earl Grey donuts with a brown butter glaze, and I put some brown sugar on top, and they were beautiful. Like, I think some of the best, one of the best things I've ever made. It was some of my finest work. I was really impressed. And um, then I made an Earl Grey loaf. That was also really yummy. Um, so I've been very much enjoying the whole like comforting tea vibes in this like cold rainy weather and my other highlight very briefly has been that I tend to most like the concept of spring cleaning has never resonated with me I have always found that I tend to clean out my closet right before Black Friday and then Black Friday there's always good deals so my, my my chest of drawers like completely busted like a week or two ago and that prompted a big closet clean out and I brought bought some new sweaters um which is very very fun and I love doing like I think I'm enjoying investing in pieces that I know are going to last me for mm-hmm. you know many many years um as opposed to buying things from like fast fashion things that are just like cheap and gonna fall apart mm-hmm. so that's been exciting I really need to do like some winter online shopping I just never know where to go I feel like you recommended ah. like ASOS ASOS I don't know how you pronounce ASOS, it. I like this. I'm if, if you can't see us right now, but I'm wearing this big fluffy green cardigan, and I bought it from and other stories. Okay. Um, this is a 
it's I don't know. I, it's definitely they definitely have like shops here in the U.S., but I've heard about it from my friends over in the U.K. and it's really wonderful. Interesting. Um, they're yeah, I highly recommend them. I bought it's my first time buying sweaters from them, and mm-hmm. I have not been disappointed. Also, Everlane has some nice stuff. Okay, yeah, because I think this is like yeah. a totally random comment, but I was having a conversation with my cousin when I went to go to mm-hmm. her house last weekend, which is probably actually the other highlight of my week. I got to go home for a bit, like my cousin's oh, yeah. house. I forgot about that. Uh, but we were just talking about how like as we're eight, growing up, we feel like our fashion sense has changed a lot and she basically just roasted me saying I need to change my fashion sense because I'm too old to dress the way that I do and so I need to (laughs) revamp my closet so it was like a roast with some motivation because she helped me look for clothes but if anyone has any suggestions on how to dress like an adult let me know that, that's it. That's that's my highlights and my roasting. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. I can't believe she said that to you. She does that a lot. A few years ago, she fully roasted the fact that I used to wear a lot of florals. And, like, that was valid. She had every right to roast my florals. I get okay. it. Whatever. Okay. I had to learn. I did also go through a floral phase. Yeah. Anyway, been there, done that. Um, it is time for our questions. Um, I shall ask you the first one. Yeah. Uh, the question is, very, very big and also very important. Um, how have you learned to manage your anxiety over time? Yeah. So this is a, big one. a very good question. And I think especially relevant because like, I think I was telling you, like, I just was having like really, really bad anxiety this week, like several days in a row mm. to the point where like I just like, really was not functioning. Like I couldn't do school like for like, three yeah. nights in a row, like not good. Um, and so I guess like, I guess to start this question, I feel like it's helpful to talk about like how we've both experienced anxiety because I think everyone experiences it in a different way right so maybe something that works for us might not work for someone else so I guess like my little background would be like I guess the first time I ever really started experiencing anxiety was my sophomore year like around the fall but the issue Mm -hmm. was that it was also coupled with like pretty bad depression I'm just gonna be very blunt Mm -hmm. about it and so I was dealing with both of those at the same time for a very long time um Mm -hmm. I don't think I fully learned to cope with all of it until like mid halfway through my junior year um and so my issue was that when I would go through really bad periods whether that was a few days weeks a month even of just like very very bad like depression phase or lots of anxiety I would just essentially let my every self-care practice go because I would just stop caring I wouldn't be able to get out of bed small things like that and Mm -hmm. so like every like slowly I would start letting myself go in a lot of different ways which is why I think now obviously I care so much about self-care because it was something I lacked during this time and getting back to it has helped me a lot Mm -hmm. um so like for example I would stop cleaning my room I wouldn't make my bed clothes would be everywhere I would not wash my hair as often as I needed to I wouldn't do my eyebrows which just sounds like a small thing but it's like makes you feel more put together when you take care of yourself right totally and so now either I don't think I did this consciously but now it's just a habit that as I was thinking about this question I reflected on it's like I made habits out of those things that I used to let go of so like now I generally make my bed every day I try to pick up my room like I have a chair of like just clothes that I've like tossed (laughs) yeah I try to get rid of that as often as possible and so like right now I'm looking at my room it's very very clean which would not have been the case during a week of anxiety two years ago right right um right small things like I literally tweeze my eyebrows every single day just for the sake of feeling clean about it I wash my hair very frequently Mm. it's just like all those small things and the reasoning behind it I think is that as long as a few of those small things are checked off it's a few less things to worry about when I do get anxious so it's kind Mm. of like controlling the little things that I can control because I can't control my anxiety or when it's going to come yeah so it's kind of like preparing for the worst and like on I guess on more of like 
a work note. I think I've explained this to you once, Lethe. It's just like I try to get my work mm-hmm. done ahead of time. I don't like leaving things to the last minute because I know that, okay, like what if last minute I'm experiencing anxiety or something else happens or I need to go do something? As long as if I get something done way ahead of time, it's one less thing to worry about yet again. So it's just like crossing yeah. things off is very helpful to me. It gives me some peace of mind. Um, yeah. And then I guess like, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it's like, it's so interesting hearing you talk about this stuff because I feel like, like, is so indicative of like a, a big difference in our mm-hmm. approaches. I feel like you do such a good job of like managing the little things in your life. And I feel like they like really cumulatively help exactly. you feel much more in control. That's so interesting. It's very different to what mm-hmm. I do, but that's interesting. And I want to hear more. Yeah, it's more so I feel like for me, when I'm already anxious, all the other little things build up. And so if those little things aren't there to cause me stress, at least the only thing I'm worrying about is this irrational anxiety that I'm feeling. Even if it's Mm -hmm. rational, it's still Mm -hmm. something I'm feeling. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, the biggest thing is, especially sophomore year, I was very, very stressed about school. And obviously these periods would come on, like, at random points, whatever. And so I would always try to just push through, which would make it worse. So, for example, like, if I was, like, studying for an exam or something and all of a sudden I started feeling really anxious, I would just try to keep studying. But that would just make my anxiety mm. worse, make the anxiety last longer, and make me not being make me not be productive at all. So it's just not yeah. working. And so slowly, once I did that over and over again, finally realized like this is just making it worse. I realized that like when I'm experiencing anxiety, I just need to let myself relax, and then I can do the work yeah. or whatever it needs to do tomorrow. Like it can wait. Most things in life can wait till the next morning at the very least, right? Yeah, that's um, true. And if, especially considering like for example, like if I'm super anxious and I'm trying to like finish a problem set. It might take me three hours because I'm so anxious, but if I let myself go to sleep early and then wake up early feeling much better, hopefully, it'll take me 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So like, and I kind of convinced myself that that'll work out because it has in the past and that makes me feel a lot better of just letting myself like watch Netflix for a bit and go to sleep rather than trying to push through. And the other big thing is that people in your life need to understand that you're dealing with anxiety. And if they don't, that's not your problem, that's theirs. Like, yeah. And I mean this in the context of like canceling plans with people because you're feeling anxious. I used to feel uh, really guilty yeah. about doing that. And then I realized like, why would I go to something where I'm going to feel worse and not have a good time? Probably ma- like the other person's probably not going to have a good time when I should just cancel yeah. and relax. And if, and I will explain to them like, I'm sorry, like I'm suddenly feeling really anxious. I don't think I should come. And if they're salty about that, that's just them not understanding that I'm dealing that's with something. Them. And that's not someone I want to be yeah. spending my time with anyway. So I feel yeah. like those are all the hmm. different things that I think of when it comes to anxiety um Mm. but I feel like yeah so I I, I guess you've already said that you definitely think about it a different way so I'm curious to see like how you've experienced it and like what kind of how you deal with it yeah I uh I think that for me my anxiety I don't think I, I I learned to label it as anxiety for a long time because I one part a part of the process for me for like recognizing and accepting that I did have anxiety um was that was learning to distinguish between anxiety and stress mm. um and for me I would get really really anxious in very high stress periods I kind of distinguish them I mean okay once again like fat disclaimer I'm not a licensed health professional yes. of any kind so this is like not a clinical definition of like what the difference between stress and anxiety are and I don't really want to speak to that at all I'm just talking about how I kind of distinguish the two for myself mentally anxiety feels like a very internal thing it's my thoughts racing doing a bunch of different things being irrational whereas stress is an external thing for me more so like in my environment um 
And so in periods of high stress, for example, a week with multiple midterms and a lot of extracurricular commitments in school, which I am like a person who like chronically overcommits. So I found myself in a lot of those periods. And um, I think it took really a step back to recognize like this isn't normal that like in high stress periods I feel so anxious and for me the process this is also kind of like um mid-sophomore year um sophomore year of college that I like really was like I need this is something that I need to deal with and for me it was a combination of like actually getting help but also I have learned that there's like three big things that I just like had generally implemented into my life that really helped me the first is like really taking care of my physical health that was something that I hadn't really paid attention to because it's just like I don't know it's hard to form exercise habits it's hard to form healthy eating habits like up until that point in my life in general but I I had done I'm done so much like reading and research into the fact that you know I'm like taking care of your physical health will help your mental health and I kind of embarked on those two journeys at the same time and what like doing those things kind of concurrently really expedited the process of like getting my mental health under control because I found that exercising and eating healthy so for me in particular it was running and eating healthy really really helped me manage my anxiety um running is such a good way for me to just like 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 sweating really sweating that's why I don't it's like very hot take but I don't really like forms of exercise where I don't feel that like I've really exerted myself like I like going to like an intense workout class I used to do that a lot before the pandemic um trying a variety of workout classes or like running because it's a very like physically invigorating thing it's like a cardiovascular exercise and then you just start sweating a lot and that makes me feel like this weird like mind body thing where I feel like I'm just like getting all these like all the shit in my head out and um I really like that and I really really have like incorporated that into my life um and also eating healthy there's just I think a body of work out there that talks about how if you're eating foods that are like really carb heavy or caffeine heavy things that'll like carbs in particular things that make your blood sugar spike it's like really not good for your anxiety it's really good to eat like a very like healthy balanced diet that keeps your blood sugar mostly like this because this whole like there's this idea of like having a sugar like a sugar rush or something that's like a real thing when you have these like spikes in your blood sugar and so for me I started cooking my own food and really paying attention to eating like a predominantly plant-based and really balanced diet and those two things I I think, I mean, there's, like, research out there to support this. It really worked for me. And I think taking a step back from that, it was this also knowing that, like, I am taking care of myself. I think that also really helped. Um, and it's not just necessarily, like, big things. Like, I'm talking about, like, r- like exercise and eating healthy. It's also little aspects of self-care that, um, like you were talking about, waking up early in the morning, making your bed. I've, like, making it made a, r- a routine to, like, wake up, get out of bed, make my bed, brush my teeth, put my contacts in. That happens regardless of what I'm doing after. And it's like very similar to what you said. So you're not worrying about those little things and you can focus your attention on the bigger things. Um, The second thing after physical health is hobbies. I found that like, so this happened very naturally that like I got into cooking because I wanted to just eat healthier. And then I had always been, (laughs) I'd always been one of those like, I don't know if this is like an archetype of a kid, but I was very much the kid that like watched Food Network instead of watching cartoons. I have always been that kind of a weird person. I feel like Does that, that says a you? lot about the differences in our personalities. 
You know what yes, I mean? I spend yes, <laughs> yes. I, I definitely like, watch like, cartoons almost. every every weekend, every yeah, day see, after school. Right, right. See, like you were like probably the like classic normal kid that like yeah. watched Avatar when you were a child. I instead spent my childhood watching the Food Network and the Home and Gardening Channel, and I like just watched Avatar as an adult. Um. So yeah, we are we we are not. The I same. think when I was little, I watched like baking shows because that felt like fun, like Cupcake Wars. Okay. And I would watch cooking shows when I went to India because there was nothing else on TV uh, that I liked because yeah. I did not like Indian yeah. cartoons. Yeah. But that's really my, funny. I used to watch a lot of those with my grandma. But anyway, cooking had been like an interest of mine for a very very long time. But I got really into it as a way to be healthier, and then it just kind of evolved into like a genuine passion and something that I learned that I learned a lot about and like I just love to do now so if I'm ever it's kind of like the anxiety can feel very different ways and if it's like a very overwhelming type of anxiety Mm -hmm. I like to like run or exercise and like work through it in that way if it's more of like a it's just kind of like a generalized feeling it's sort of a lull it's like a hum basically but it very much is there and I feel it um doing something like cooking or baking with my hands and also I've like gone into food photography things like that with my hands help me really focus my attention on what I am doing rather than what I am thinking because often it's either just like me intuitively cooking or me following a recipe that doesn't require a lot of thinking and that is really really therapeutic that's like Um, i think that's a really really good point that like even for one singular person your anxiety can manifest in a lot of different ways like for me i think my anxiety generally speaking is actually much more physical like i feel Mm. chest pain i feel like i can't breathe and of course it also manifests in a way that's more so just like a foggy head and kind of thing so for different types of anxiety, you obviously have to deal with it in different ways. Right. I think that's a very important point, so I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't – It's I kind of, like, realized it as I was answering this question. I was like, I, I deal with anxiety in different ways depending on how it's manifesting. Yeah. So I guess, like, the third type of thing, if it's an anxiety, I guess, about, like, a very real problem, like, anxiety that is caused by something that is happening in my mm-hmm. life and, like, a, a type of anxiety where the stress and the anxiety about the situation are very much melding together, I will – that is a situation where I want to externalize. I want to talk to another person and I have like a couple of people in my life who I really rely on for that. So like close friends of mine and my mom, um, whether like whatever that anxiety may be about. And those are situations where I'm like, I actively recognize that these thoughts are irrational, but I need to speak them out loud and I need for someone to say, it is okay that you are feeling these irrational things, but let's talk about ways in which you know, there are rational ways to, like, deal with the situation. Like, sometimes I need to hear that. So, yeah, in general, I think that I, like, dealing with my physical health, uh, investing in my hobbies, or, like, talking to a person are three different ways that I cope with three different ways that my anxiety Mm. manifests. Yeah. That was very organized. I like that. And that just, like, reminded me. One thing you said earlier, you are talking about, like, obviously, like, healthy eating and everything. Big Mm -hmm. mistake that I made for so long was thinking that I could drink three to four cups of coffee a day and be fine. I'm like five feet tall. Like, I can't do that. So now I realize that especially if I'm feeling even the least bit anxious, I should not have that second cup of coffee. Huge moves. Big difference. Cut down on the caffeine. Yeah, Sweet, that was always a big... When I met Sweet, 
to people should know. She's like, I'm a black coffee drinker. I was like, whoa, she's intense. And you like always prided yourself on the fact that you were a big black coffee drinker. And I remember like most of freshman and sophomore year, you were pounding the like 16 ounce prep black coffees. And I was like, it was really Are you okay? Uh, no, at one point freshman year though, I did switch to lattes because that like black mm. coffee was hurting my stomach. Yeah, but even then it was like several acidic. lattes like a day not- and then I gained a lot of weight because lattes have a lot of milk in them yeah, yeah. Also all just bad, bad decisions it, we've learned from it yeah ca- yes yes we have caffeine like keep your yeah, that's a general point that I was going to make when I was talking about the diet thing like keep your caffeine take under intake under wraps mm-hmm. and like also I've really learned to love matcha and like green tea Ooh, yeah. for caffeine instead of like a heavy cup of coffee. Like you don't need to be always having coffee mm-hmm. like because that's like super super caffeinated. Like perhaps have some some matcha instead or some green tea instead. So anyway. All in all, um there are so many different ways I think that you can deal with your anxiety and it's a matter of like being self-aware and recognizing mm-hmm. like what it is, how it's manifesting, and then, like, what's going to work for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as just finding a distraction. That works for me a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Shall we move on to our second question? Yeah. I can ask you this one. So this oh, question is definitely on a little bit of a different topic, but it asks, how do you deal with the fact that friendships evolve slash take on different forms as you grow up or grow older? another great question yes I think it's a great question for us because we are seniors and we are also two people who have been friends for a very long time like at least at least for me as someone who like because I've moved around like my friendships operate in the order of like Mm -hmm. a few years like two to five like our friendship feels like one of the ones that has been like around for a longer time in my life and um in general I think that because of these experiences that I've had growing up where I'm very much like in and out of different worlds and like Therefore, I am in and out of people's lives and people are in and out of my life. I think that my, I was actually talking to my friend about this, my friend Lily, and she encapsulated this idea very well. That like, first of all, you have to recognize that like change is okay and change is healthy. And also that people are going to come into your life for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And it is on you as you grow up, as you evolve to reflect on, like reflect on that change that's happening within yourself and then if and how you want to keep these people in your life as you're changing because like I said people come into your life for different reasons sometimes that means that like someone was there in your life for a certain period of time you learned a lot from that relationship you grew a lot from that relationship and then you just you know like it's time for you to go your separate ways because there's a very natural stopping point or because there isn't um Or you can realize like, okay, well, we are both changing and evolving, but we value each other very deeply in this way. And so regardless of the fact that we are changing and evolving, we are going to figure out a way to make these new versions of ourselves more compatible in this relationship. And that can look like a variety of things that can like, because because you evolve in different ways, right? Like you can evolve to your interests might evolve the way that you like to socialize with people might evolve. Like I definitely don't socialize with people the same way I used to freshman and sophomore year, but we've been friends since freshman and sophomore year. Right. So like things can change in that way. And because of that, it can be harder to find common ground, but different things that you can change, I think like actionably or like how often you communicate with a person 
what you talk about when you communicate with that person and also how you spend time together. Um, doing those things that you enjoyed doing two to three years ago may not be what's enjoyable for one or both of you anymore. That's okay. Just it doesn't, And it just also doesn't have to be a very start and stop kind of a process. It can just be very organic. Like you just like, do different things together. And I think also the pandemic has really... For, caused me to reflect on this a lot because I'm seeing very very few people in person I'm seeing like one to two people really regularly outside of my three roommates and that means that I have this like physical and emotional distance I think between people who I used to see all the time and that has given me a lot of time to reflect on like who am I now who are these people now how are our how is our friendship changing and like what more do I want and how can I like invest in this yeah, those are my two cents on that. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think, like, ever since I was little, I I guess, like, when I was very little, I had a few very close friends in school who I would see every single day. Um, yeah. But my entire life, my closest friends, the people I felt the closest to that I trusted the most were, like, certain cousins and my family friends who I would not see as often, right? Right. And I think because I grew up very comfortable, like, seeing these people when I saw them, not really texting in between because I didn't have a phone. I wasn't able to text until, I think, like, yeah. late middle school, yeah. maybe high school. Like, I think I'm the kind of person, like, I'm very okay with – no. I, I feel very comfortable knowing that, like, this friendship is strong even if we don't talk all the time. And yeah. I think that's something yeah. – that I didn't always apply to like my school-based friendships, but now that I, I now I very much do mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. And like, like you mm-hmm. were saying, like I think mm-hmm. that's changed a lot of the ways that we like socialize and interact with people. Like you and I like barely see each other in person. We don't talk yeah. nearly as much as we used to. Like, especially think about, yeah. like, I was as you were talking, I was like thinking about like the progression of our friendship over the past, like what, three yeah. years? Yeah. I think it's been almost mm-hmm. about three years since we first met properly. And yeah, like, yeah. Back like back in freshman year, sophomore year, we texted every single day. We saw each other all the time because mm-hmm. we'd always be studying together. Yeah. We would see each other in like yeah. Huntsman and like always being like in some way seeing each other here and there, and literally I texting think we also all the time. To, yeah, because we needed to hear from each other in that way. Mm-hmm. That's like the place that we were in, and we needed to. We were each other's people in that yeah. way. And we needed to be checking in with each other on the daily mm-hmm. and like constantly being in the loop about the other person and I, I think, think like that's how we got close originally and it's also yeah. I think we were both yeah. going through a lot of different things during that time period when yeah. we were getting close to each other so it made sense mm-hmm. but like yeah. now we're at this point where like we don't text every day we don't see each other all the time obviously part of that is just due to like social distancing we don't live together obviously and I think part of it's also yeah. just that we've gotten to this place where we're comfortable not needing to in order to know like this is my best friend and like that's like we're yeah. good like we're fine yeah. don't need to talk all the time yeah um, yeah life is also stable in general right during exactly. the pandemic I think like forced communication more communication is always is not always better 100 I like would get very frustrated actually during like the pandemic when I was home um and like I, I find meaningless small talk to be very frustrating and like at the same yes. time obviously I appreciate when people reach out but when it's been a really long time mm-hmm. like I don't know what to talk to you about not you specifically <laughs> but like random people in my life you know yes, yes, it's yes. like oh it's really yes. nice to hear from you I would have loved to run into you on the street but don't te- like it makes me uncomfortable when people text me out of the looks I don't know how to have a conversation like that you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I think like the biggest thing with this is like I'm gonna keep this short just like understanding that having different types of friendships in your life are like perfectly fine like you can have yeah. this best friend that you talk to every single day you can have a best friend that you keep in touch with here and there or you can just like have someone that you literally spend all your time with whether that's a roommate or another friend of that and it's also perfectly Mm -hmm. fine to have those like 
in between friends that are like, oh, like love to get coffee with you, love to get lunch with you here and there, but like, and that's fine, but you're not one of my yeah. close friends, you know? Yeah. And like, it's just these things, I think it's just about actually internalizing the fact that friendships do evolve. And even if a friendship feels like it's fading, it's probably, it might not even be something that you did or something that someone did. It's just a, like, it's that's just natural. Life. It's just time. It's just yeah. life. It's not on you. It just happens. And you're always going to have just- a few people in your life regardless. So it's not that big of a deal that these things just change over time. Yes, that makes a ton of sense. It's also, I think that a part of growing up is becoming much more comfortable, at least for me, a part of growing up has been feeling so much more comfortable being alone and being independent. Like, 100%. I like my, I really, really like my own space. I really like quiet time, like I was mm-hmm. talking about before. Like, I was, wasn't feeling amazing on Wednesday for a variety of reasons, and I just, like, spent, the, like, the entire afternoon, didn't talk to anybody. I just baked for, like, four hours. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, I think a, a younger version of me would have probably wanted to talk to somebody or just to, like, have company physically from mm-hmm. a friend, but that it's also been imp- it's not that I don't care about those people it's just that's not. that's not what's going to make me happy um and I think that's also going to affect uh friendships and mm-hmm. that is like very okay change is okay change is healthy yeah I think it's like yeah. one of the reasons I don't feel the need to text people all the time anymore is because same as you like I feel much more comfortable being alone and like that's really nice and at the end yeah. of the day it's much more about quality of your friendships quality of the company that you have than quantity so, like, I'm very content having my, like, three to four close friends. And, like, I'm okay yeah. with that. It's okay. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I very much agree. Um, Tis life. Tis life. So, our last right. question is very quick, kind of a fun one, just to cap off this, like, l- these longer discussions that we've had. Um, yeah. So, I'll let you start. So, if you had to choose just five makeup products mm-hmm. to have in your life, nothing else, this doesn't include skincare, what would they be? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um... Un- perhaps unsurprisingly, most of these products are Glossier products. And this Shocking. is also genuine. I'm a very minimal makeup person. So, like, if I wear makeup, I'm probably only wearing these five things anyway. Um, it's the Glossier Stretch Concealer, um, the Glossier Highlighter in the... I forget the name of it. It's the more, like, golden color. Um, they have, like, three colors. It's the golden one. The Glossier Boy Brow in black. Mm. That's three. Um, the the L'Oreal Volume Million Lashes Mascara. It's like the gold tube. Um, and then GlossierBalm.com in the mint flavor variety. <laughs> Those five. What about you? Um, I also, I guess, like, over the past year, so I've definitely also become a much more minimal makeup person. So, like, day-to-day, yeah. it's literally I just, like, moisturize and put on chapstick. Um, yeah. But I guess, like, if I had, like, five, even for, like, a night out, I would want an mm-hmm. eyelash curler because that makes a huge difference mm. mascara mm. I kind of just I kind of change up which mascara I use every time I go to the store okay. it's usually like a drugstore brand like L'Oreal or like Maybelline because those are okay. actually really good dupes for like the designer versions um mm. so I like those mm. foundation I and I yeah my skin needs foundation I really like the Fenty brand I would want a makeup mm-hmm. sponge because that kind of like with a makeup sponge you can just do a lot of applications unless we're not mm-hmm. including like Applica- things you use yeah, to apply like a tool, things. I think a tool is not Ooh, mm, okay. intrigue. So I'm going to take out my makeup sponge. I wouldn't consider a else. tool a product. That's yes. exciting. What is your fifth product? So well, yeah, name I guess your other two my then. fourth product would be like a bronzer for like contouring. Yes. And then, okay. oh, actually my fifth, yeah, the fifth thing would be like chapstick, 
which I think should count, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just yes. use, like, I think... normal chapstick. And that yeah. works. That's five. Okay. Yes, Simple. that's five. Simple, but, like, full coverage in a way. Because I don't really like eyeliner mm-hmm. or anything like that anyway. I, can, I can't do it right, either. so I, don't, I just don't do it. I also found, okay, two parting thoughts. First parting thought. I found that through years of doing freaking stage makeup for, mm-hmm. like, my middle school theater career, um, that it makes your eyes look smaller. Like, we have that is true. big eyes, naturally. And I found that, like, like waterline under the eye has always made me feel like my eyes look smaller. And then same thing with the eyeliner on the top, unless you do, like, a very, very thin line. But, like, I don't want to put in that effort. So I just don't do it anymore. That's parting thought number one. Parting thought number two is what eyelash color do you use? Because I think I should invest oh, in one. Oh, I just got one from, like, CVS. Okay. And it's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think you okay. need, like, a fancy one. Like, they all they all work the same. It's not, yeah. yeah. Some of these things are expensive. I tried yeah. to buy a pair of tweezers. And, like, the tweezerman ones, which are, like, supposed really to be expensive. nice. Really expensive. $27? Yeah. What? I have bought shirts that are cheaper than mm-hmm. that. Like, there is just no need for a little yeah. tweezer to be that expensive. Everything I get for makeup, I je- tend to get from CVS or, like, the Ulta, like, not like the Ulta brand stuff because it's cheaper. The one Mm, thing I do splurge on is foundation because like Mm. that lasts a long time and I think it's worth it. Exactly. Like you want good quality if it's going all over your skin. Yeah. So foundation, I do think we should splurge on everything else. Stop spending $25 on mascara. There's perfectly good drugstore for it. Like you don't need it. I also, yeah, I also just don't like some of it is also meant to me for like like I have the the Tarte Better Than Sex mascara looks oh, incredible. It's amazing, but yeah. the Maybelline one that's it, in the same color as it. I don't know what it's called, but there's a Maybelline yeah. one that tube looks exactly the same. Perfect mm. dupe for it. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the one that and I have. Also, I don't remember. I also think that that's the kind of makeup that you like put on really heavy for like a night out. But I, mm. it's not that durable. Like I'm not the biggest fan of. It's always under my eyes. So anyway, don't spend a ton of money if it's if you're not really getting like additional value yeah. out of it. That's our big sisterly it's advice. Opinion. Yes. It's not worth it. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And that's all our and questions that, for the day. Yeah. Um, do we have, do you have any parting thoughts for the people? Um, I think my parting thought is always just please submit questions. Always. Yeah. Please submit them. We like Follow reading Follow us on them. socials. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this podcast with a friend. Send us your feedback. Drink a cup of tea. Yes, send us yes. your feedback. Drink a cup of tea. Stay warm. Stay safe out there. Also, social distance. Rising. Please social distance. Yes. Yeah. That's it, man. And have a good day. Have Bye, a everyone. good day and a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod and submit your questions on our website at silentlotuspod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode. We'd also love to see you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share this episode with a friend. Thanks, and see you next week.